You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by Life Yield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Wealth Tech on Deck. With all the conversations across the industry around platforms, risk and tax management, income generation, and providing concierge-type services to advisors, I thought we should get caught up with someone who, where I sit, is sitting, setting the pace for the innovation and disruption all around us on all these important issues. He also happens to be a leader in the annuity business and serving RAs. He does both exceedingly well. Today, we're going to have a conversation with my longtime friend in the business, David Lau. David is uh, CEO of DPL, the leading platform for products and services in the annuity business with a focus on serving the REA community. David has been a disruptor with every business he has built. And as we watch the annuity business grow at a record pace, who better to explain why it's happening and why it matters? So, David, great to have you back on the show. You've been on before. Welcome back to Wealth Tech on Deck. Fantastic, Jack. <laughs> Terrific to see you as always and look forward to the discussion. I think we'll have some fun. So, David, you've been an innovator. And tell that backstory. You told it last time, but it always bears repeating. I love people that think outside the box. You've done that your whole career. So, if you would, share with our audience your background and how that wound up as the with you forming DPL. Yeah, happy to. So, I've been in financial services most of my career. And the first company that I joined financial services with was a company called Telebank. It wasn't even called that when I joined, but it turned into the first internet bank in the country. And the significance of it was not just that it was you know internet banking, but it was importantly branchless banking because the viewpoint of the company wasn't, hey, let's be on the internet because that's the cool thing to do. It was the branch is not relatively useful. Right, relative to the cost of the branch. A branch is just an expensive way of selling and servicing commodity products. So if you can get rid of the branch, you can lower the overhead of the institution dramatically, and then you could provide much better products to the end consumer. So that was really the driving thesis. And then the internet turned into, as you can tell by the name of the bank, Telebank. It was first just a single branch and telephone and fax and mail. But you know, as the internet evolved, the internet was a great and perfectly aligned channel to what we were doing. And from there, we built the bank. I was the chief marketing officer there, built the bank you know, very dramatically in about five years from pretty much nothing to about 16 billion assets. And we merged it with E-Trade in the, you know, around the year 2000, perfect bubble timing. And it was the first merger of bank and brokerage in the in the history of the country. But we were kind of culturally aligned. You know, the disruption E-Trade was creating was, you know, around instead of branches, it was around fees and expenses, you know, lowering the cost of doing a trade from, you know, what might have been $300 at the time if you wanted to buy a stock or trade a stock to, you know, offering it for $29.95 or something like that. So, you know, disruption in pricing, you know, in the same way, leveraging technology to eliminate some traditional expenses. And so I spent then some time kind of consulting around the globe, teaching people how to build internet banks. But you know, prior, the last thing I did prior to DPL was to help build an insurance carrier called Jefferson National, that where I was the chief operating officer. 
the innovation there was to eliminate commission from annuity products. So instead of branches being the big inefficiency in the pricing, it was the commission and the distribution method, frankly, beyond the commission, you know, the wholesaling and all the expensive, you know, sales contests and things like that, that carriers do to, to, you know, sell their products. And in building, you know, that company, kind of realized the number of different things that one, it was going to be hard to disrupt the insurance industry from a single manufacturer's point of view, because that's what an insurance carrier is, just a product manufacturer effectively. So I thought a better way of doing it would be to do it from a platform, because I could see that carriers really needed help in evolving from out of this commissioned model to how do we do it? It's easy to become beholden to your existing distribution and keep your focus on the needs of the existing distribution. But anybody could see that the way the world was going and you know has gone really and continues to go is away from commissions and towards fees and for carriers it's just imperative that they you know adapt to that new model and they've really struggled to do it and at DPL we really help drive that change as well as bring these products out for you know RIAs and any other fee based you know advisors who want to provide high quality, high value, low cost products, you know, for their clients. If you would, uh, for our audience that may not be familiar with annuities and or DPL and the way you've, you're really disrupting that industry, like you did uh, banking and like you did initially with a single carrier, now you're doing it through a platform. Describe a little, how long you've been in business, kind of an outline of the, of the business, you know, how you go to market, who you serve, all that kind of stuff. Sort of a thumbnail on DPL and we are what you do. Yeah, so DPL we're a, we are an annuity marketplace. So kind of the model for me was really like Charles Schwab one source, you know, where they were one of the first if not the first no load mutual fund marketplaces. I thought let's build the same thing but do it for insurance and annuities. So DPL launched, you know, four and a half years ago with, you know, half a dozen carriers and maybe 15 products. Today we've got over 20 carriers, you know, I don't know, 70, 80 different products. Uh, we keep bringing out more carriers and more products to help get into the market. We then work with, you know, RIAs and advisors on the other side of the marketplace to help them use, you know, annuities and insurance in their business to help deliver better outcomes for their clients. And this is, you know, a really critical part of the business because it's not just the education on annuities and products and what's out there and how you use them, but it's how do you incorporate it into your financial plan? How do you bill on these assets? How do you know what are the operational processes? We basically handhold you through all of that. And in between the two, we build technology. So you know, we build technology, which, you know, with the overall mandate, you know, in our technical design is, you know, we want to build technology that will help you find best product for your client based on needs, not based on products. So you tell us, you know, or tell the technology what problem you're trying to solve and for whom, and we'll give you the best products to do it. And, you know, we'll do that in a way that integrates really nicely into your desktop and your portfolio management system, your planning system, you know, anything like that. So we make it super easy to use. We make it integrated. And importantly, 
when you remove the commissions from these products, you're dropping the price by 80-ish percent. So you're getting a far better value and a far different product than people traditionally assume when they think of old commission-based annuities. So talk a little bit, of, if you will, around the distribution aspect, because I know you take kind of a concierge approach in terms of servicing the RAAs. Talk a little bit about the type of RAA that tends to use what you have to offer. Maybe talk just about the distribution aspect because you got yep. still got the products down and you got the technology. Maybe a little more on the technology and how that human element comes to bear on the, the technology piece. Yeah. So one of you know one of the things is we built out the company. You know, we when I first launched the company, we had you know a dozen employees, and you know we've now got about ninety. Most of them are are client facing beyond our technologists. So we have you know 40, 45 people who work with RIA firms, you know, who you know who are you know we call them consultants because they really are consultants to the business. They you know we make everything really easy and turnkey to you know to use not only you know the products but the technology. We also have you know I don't know a dozen people in operations who can you know help simplify applications and getting the business in process so that it becomes you know we we try to act like the RIA's insurance department. So we're going to be an extension of the business and really the ultimate value proposition we're delivering to an RIA is we're giving you the ability to grow. And so we're going to help you bring in held away assets. We're going to help you get more wallet share. We're going to help you attract new customers. You know, what better way of, you know, attracting a new customer than to show them a, a tangible value? You know, if they have an existing annuity, you can show them a much better one. It's a great, great proof point of your value. And we really help the, you know, the RIA grow and we do it with, you know, really minimal commitment from the RIA. We charge, you know, a, a small membership fee, you know, an annual membership fee for the firm. But, you know, for that, you're going to get technology, team, products, uh, a real extension and growth arm of your business. So, talk a little bit more about that, if you would, around kind of the role that you play. And I'm thinking at the RIA level. So, they're putting together portfolios. That's what they like to do. The annuity has its place. I think you're particularly good at highlighting Comparing it to other types of investment vehicles, you could talk about the tax advantages of the products. You could talk about income streams. So there's a lot that you're adding where they may not, their go-to may not be annuity, but as they understand the product better, as your folks can help position it and explain it, and then demonstrate how it enhances the value of the portfolio. Describe all that because you guys do, I think, an exceptional job in that regard. Yeah, there's so much to that, Jack, as you know. So, you know, way back in the day when we first met each other and I was, you know, building Jefferson National and you were back at Phoenix, you know, we had this product at Jefferson National, which was an investment only variable annuity. And it kind of became the standard in the RIA world. So, to the extent that RIAs used annuities, they used that product or a product, any, you know, somebody else's product like it. That was simply a super low cost annuity. Let's get my client out of an existing annuity and put them in this cheap one and I'll save them a bunch of fees. And so when we first launched, that was really still the primary use. You know, we brought out investment only variable annuities. That's what people were used to doing. And we used it as kind of an entree point. Well, let's teach you what a, an annuity can really do when we bring out, you know, when we've got products that actually have some, you know, living benefits, you know, that can provide income riders, that can provide downside protection, you know, that can enhance outcomes and portfolios in ways an investment only variable annuity just can't do. So we help, you know, advisors 
understand that. And so over the course of the last four years, we've really seen you know, our product usage go from heavily investment only 1035 exchange to where now we do 75% new money, new assets coming into annuities, you know, a lot on the fixed, you know, fixed income replacement side, I would say. So, and both for accumulation and retirement income. So, you know, right now, a great example for the last 12 months or nine months, at least, you know, we've seen interest rates go up so much, right? And in the course of that, the sales of annuities have had historic highs. And what's driving that is fixed annuities. So, MIGA's fixed annuities, because the rates are so strong. I mean, we have three and four year MIGA products that pay 6%. You know, guaranteed. You know, right now in a tax deferred basis, it's a tremendous product. So we're seeing a lot of advisors use that and those products as bond replacements because it makes great sense. You know, in a portfolio, we also see you know advisors leveraging products like fixed indexed annuities. You know, for clients who are approaching or in retirement, because they can provide downside protection. You know, so that clients won't lose assets due to market performance. And then once they get to retirement, they can provide tremendous income benefits. You know, you can use a fixed indexed annuity, right, and get guaranteed lifetime annual payout rates over 10% a year. I mean, you can't replicate that through investment strategy, you know, and getting that, you know, longevity protection at payout rates that are in excess of 10% is just a tremendous way of fortifying a retirement plan. And so, to your point, we do a lot of this education and then you know, we bring it to life with the technology. And and by the way, this is, you know, all the education we base on is on academic research. We're trying to, you know, bring forth academic research of this is the best way to use annuities to enhance portfolios and plans. And then our technology brings it to life. So you don't, you know, we can compare to your fixed income and show you where an annuity, you know, might outperform and by how much in generating, you know, retirement income. Or we can, you know, give you you know, ways of finding the best annuity to meet an income need in retirement once you've already defined it. And we do it, again, you don't need to know anything. Tell us what you're solving for. You need to find $5,000 a month you know, for your client in retirement. We'll tell you the best product to do it. You don't need to know anything about the product types. We're agnostic to it all. We're solving problems, not selling products. So, David, I know you've done some interesting work with Wade Fow and his business partner, Tell us about that. It's pretty exciting what you guys are working on. Yeah, it's super interesting. So Wade Fow, if people don't know Wade, you know, Wade is, you know, one of, if not the premier retirement, you know, researcher in the country. And with his business partner, Alex Merguia, who's an RIA, he's a financial advisor who happens to be a PhD in psychology. They spent the last, you know, three plus years developing the RISA, which is the retirement income style awareness. Think of it as almost like a risk tolerance questionnaire for your client. But instead of really being directed towards how do they feel about their accumulation, this is how do they feel about their decumulation or their retirement income. 
income because there's a big difference. You know, I'm, I'm a great example of that. Like during accumulation, hey, I'm fine taking risk and I understand the benefits of equities in accumulating wealth. But when it comes to retirement, I want some certainty in that. And so the RISA, what it does through a questionnaire is helps the client identify for the advisor, how do I want my retirement income delivered? And so it's the answer to, you know, so many advisors' issues with clients. I've been working with financial advisors for you know a couple of decades now. And whenever the market is going down or is being volatile, you always hear the same thing. I'm playing psychologist more than I'm a financial advisor, right? I, I need to calm my client down. I need them to stay the course, whatever. And really what the RISA does is basically help you align that psychology. So maybe a lot of the reason why your clients are freaking out, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, is because their investment strategy doesn't match their psychology. You've got them all in the market and in equities and trying to tell them it's going to be okay during retirement, even though the market's freaking out. You know, have the stomach to get through it. Well, according to the research, Three quarters of the people don't have the stomach to get through it, right? They want some contractual certainty in it. And the RISA really does a tremendous job of doing that. It becomes a terrific conversation piece between the advisor and their client. And what better way of you know, helping a client, showing them you're a fiduciary, showing them that you care, than helping them actually listening to what they want. And for us, the way this plays in is we try to give you know, our advisors kind of the end-to-end experience with supporting them with insurance. And that really can be step one. Let's provide you with the RISA. And so we deliver it to our members, you know, through our website, you know, for free usage with their clients. Let your client tell you how they'd like their retirement income. And then let's give you all the tools and support you need in delivering that for your client. So I think it's a tremendous innovation. I really believe it should be something that's, you know, at default system-wide for all advisors, you know, to talk to their clients about because advisors have never really spoken to their clients about how they would like their retirement income. It's always, here's the way I do it for you. I'm going to keep you in the market. I'm going to use a 4% rule. You know, we might have to make some changes along the way, but don't worry about it. I got you. And it's like, maybe not everybody's comfortable with that, but clients go along because they don't know there's another way. Right. right. You're right. talking to your own advisor that you've had for a couple of decades, maybe, and you think that's the only way. But here, you know, this allows the client to tell the advisor how I'd like it. And then the advisor can help deliver in a way that makes the client happy. So I have a hunch you probably agree with me on this. One of the observations I made coming out of COVID, maybe it was coming this way anyway. But there seemed to be a shift before pre-COVID, you know, advisors told their clients what to do and why they should like it and all that and fine or not, whatever it was. Going through COVID, people started to, well, first of all, they started with big fat 401k balances. They thought they could retire early, and then a lot of people did. This is concurrent with more people retiring than any prior time. 10,000, 12,000 per day were retiring as COVID came about. And then the market got volatile, and inflation went crazy. And all of a sudden, they're now in charge of their retirement, where they retired earlier than they should have. And then, of course, then they all went back, not all, but many went back to work and spent significant migration back to work. And so it seems to me, see if you agree, it seems to me where the investor is, is like, okay, I'm not going to listen to your blah, blah, blah story about this, that, or the other thing. I really want to have some more certainty because I get get it. I'm now 
responsible for my retirement because I the advice I got wasn't quite it wasn't it didn't consider me it considered whatever the advisor was promoting at the time so your thoughts on that yeah I think you see that in in a number of ways one like I was saying earlier you know 2022 was the highest year ever for annuity sales and you know a lot of people always say oh well whatever the salesmen are having a field day but the thing is Clients want it. They wouldn't be buying the products. You know, I don't care how good your sales pitch is. If it's not something you want, you're not going to buy it, right? So these products are delivering benefits that clients want, and yes. you know, yes. ig- ignoring the fact that you see this huge trend. You know, I think you do it at your own peril. It, it, I was talking to an advisor the other day, and it was like talking about, oh, I don't care how you know how many people are using you know annuities, whatever, and kind of dismissing them. It's like. These are your clients, though, or your potential clients who want this. It it reminded me of like the old Yogi Berra thing. Like nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too crowded, right? (laughs) So you're like dismissing these products because too many people want them. It's just the sales guys, whatever. I mean, come on. Like let's listen to our clients and what the clients want. Uh, And this is one of the ways that clients are speaking. They're buying the products that are delivering the benefits that they want. And protection and guarantees are something that clients want. And and a lot of advisors still go to the, oh, you know, it's all or nothing, basically, which is ironic. It's like nobody's saying an annuity should be 100% of somebody's allocation. But should there be some percentage of the portfolio that's guaranteed and has protections? Darn right. For most people, that's what they're looking for. And, they, and, they, and by the way, David, go ahead. And, and has, and has uh, tax advantages and the potential for a guaranteed income stream. Yes. <laughs> like what they want. Exactly. They've got structural benefits that can't be delivered through investing alone. And this is just an augmentation to what you're already doing as an advisor. And it's interesting. We do annual surveys. We have done it since day one of DPL. We've done it now four years. We'll have the fifth year going out, surveying our advisors on all these retirement issues, right? And we ask them every year, same questions. Almost, you know, change them up a little bit, but same questions. What's more important to your clients in retirement? Predictable income or asset growth? 85% predictable income. That's what the advisors are telling us. How do you do that? We keep them in stocks. <laughs> it's like, basically, this is the answer. It's like, huh, okay, so you know your clients are looking for predictable income over growth, yet your strategy is still total return portfolio. It's like, you know, there are different ways of doing that, better ways of doing that. Yeah. And like you said, which somehow gets missed, it's all or nothing. It's not. It's just, it's a portion of the portfolio. Just we have some comfort. Yeah. And to circle it back to, you know, what you were asking earlier, that's what we're starting to see, which is, you know, for me, really gratifying. So you see the work that you're doing, the education you're putting out, you're starting to take a foothold. And we see annuities replacing bonds and retirement income strategies. We see annuities taking the place of bonds in accumulation. We see annuities taking the place of some equity you know, allocations in order to provide some you know, protection on the equity side. Uh, so you love to see that you know, good, prudent use of the products to deliver you know, what clients are looking for. So I, I've known you going back to the Jefferson National Days, which... What is that? Probably about 15 years ago that we got together. I can't remember. Yeah. Pretty terrible on dates, at least that far. Probably a little longer. Yeah, maybe 20. <laughs> I, 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 we would age ourselves, dude. I um, know. 
So yeah, it's been fun to watch what you've done. You've really brought this industry to, I think, new levels and important levels. Where do you see the world going? What's uh, what's what's next? What's what's coming down the pike? I still think one we're in the you know as to beat up an old a saying now we're in the early innings you know we're still in the first second inning of this you know so if you think about it in the way of you know commission free annuities and a similar vein to technology you know we're kind of getting through the early adopters into the fast followers you know soon we'll be to the mainstream uh, and and seeing that widespread adoption but you know it's doing anything new is always hard. And so, you know, for a financial advisor, one of our advisors made the comment that, you know, it's once you're beyond five employees at a financial advisory firm, it's hard to be a fiduciary right? because it's hard to change. It's hard to do anything different. And so, you know, right now, you know, and, and tying back to a question also you were asking earlier, Jack, we've seen our client base change in the last four and a half years. First, we start off doing you know, we're working with a lot of smaller firms. Anybody who would do business with you, you'll do business with them early on. Right, sure. right. And now it's the biggest firms in the industry that are working with us. It's the high towers, the dynasties, the beacon points, wealth enhancement groups, you know, the largest, the firms that are managing tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, yeah, because yeah. They know this. We can make it work for them at scale, and you know this is just better, you know, better outcomes for clients. And what I see is just more adoption and more ease of use. So you know, we, we focus a lot on that ease of use. So we do integrations and portfolio management systems. So you know, we're where the money is being managed, and you can use our tools to enhance your portfolios, and you can see the annuity integrated in your portfolio. And I mean, that's the thing from, you know, back in the early days, you know, when, when we first met, you're talking about using the annuity for asset location, which is something you guys do, you know, so well. Sure. It's a great solution. Nobody argues with the solution. There's tremendous benefit. You know, it was too hard to do, but now you've got systems like Life Yield. You've got products that do it on a commission-free basis like ours. There are ways and you get those systems and products integrated into the rest of what you do. And now all of a sudden, you can deliver a better client outcome because asset location isn't hard anymore. You mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and having the products to do it with are right there and it's not hard anymore. So, you know, that's really a big part of, you know, what I see, you know, coming down the future. And, and you know, I don't mean to make it sound like we're just patting each other on the back. But I mean, the things we both do are important structural benefits to portfolios. And that's the way you get alpha, right? It's not because I can invest better than the next guy. It's because I'm going to use structure better than the next guy. I'm going to do, you know, asset location. I'm going to do tax optimization. I'm going to leverage the benefits and structure of products like annuities or, or things like trusts. It's using those kind of structures that helps you become a better advisor, deliver better outcomes for your clients rather than I can pick the best fund managers or the most high-flying stocks or whatever. I mean, those are dated old notions. The future is in leveraging structure. And the good news for advisors is that it's easier and easier to do that all the time. David, it's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. I've always enjoyed getting together and talking about what you're doing and where the world's going and really pleased for the way it's working out in terms of what you've been doing at DPL. So, this is always my favorite question as we close out all of our podcasts. So 
what is something you do outside of work that you are excited or passionate about that people might find interesting or surprising? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I did the I I do all the shopping for my wife last, last time, time so <laughs> so I can't use that one again. I play golf. That's not all that interesting, particularly the way I play it. So that, I mean, one of the things I am passionate about. I'll I'll put a plug in for this. You know, Chip Rome, who we both know quite well. He does an outing every year to go build homes in Mexico for truly, truly impoverished, underprivileged people. I've been doing that for the last number of years. It's something I contribute to and do, even though you know, I don't do the same work I, I do down there. I don't do around my own house. Right. We go down and build homes. It's the, one of the most rewarding things I, I do. Um, and I just love it. You, you change the lives of these people, you know, by just putting a, a roof over their heads and a concrete slab under their feet. You bring health and wealth and well-being, you know, to people who are previously living in dirt and squalor. It's incredibly rewarding. It's something I look forward to every year. That's great. Great. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing that. So, David, thank you. As always, this has been a lot of fun. I learned some things that which always happens when we have a chance to catch up. For our audience, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share what we're doing here at Wealth Tech on Deck. We're available wherever you get your podcast. David, again, thanks. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely, Jack. Anytime. So good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com.